Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Michael, and you are listening to LibUX, a podcast about design and user experience. It is 2.37 in the morning, Monday morning, the Monday that you might have downloaded this on. And I am quietly sitting in the kitchen recording while the house is asleep because I've done pretty good about getting a podcast out almost weekly for quite a while now. And Amanda is in New Zealand and um, unfortunately something came up with the guests that I had planned to record with uh, Sunday morning. Um, life just sort of happened and I wasn't able to get that recording recorded. <laughs> so, um, so I thought I'd fly solo. I hope you don't mind. Um, and in fact, if you like this, maybe I will do a little bit more of it. This episode, I am going to read a post that originated as an article I wrote for Computers and Libraries back in 2014 called Create Once, Publish Everywhere. It's a couple years old, but it um, is still pretty applicable, and it's long enough to kind of be a nice, short, yet still meaty podcast, and um, I still really like it, and I kind of like share it a lot, so um, I hope you do too. A quick note before we get started, I just want to thank um, the few of you who have in this last week left nice five-star reviews on iTunes about the podcast. Um, your subscriptions and your <laughs> reviews um, help people discover it, and I just feel pretty grateful for all of you. A lot of you said some really nice things also just to me and through Twitter and through some evaluations um, about the three 90-minute webinars in three weeks that I just rounded out starting with, um, what was it, a service design workshop that saw me create a, um, not totally realized, but available for you, um, Chrome extension called Blueprint for Trello, and then a Lita webinar, um, how to talk about user experience, then finally a Jobs to be Done and Kano model webinar um, the week later. Those will be archived and recorded, but I think they may just be for the members of those organizations. So um, I'm going to have a guest on shortly uh, to talk more about the Kano model because I can't not stop talking about the Kano model. Um, and maybe we can talk about the jobs to be done method and I have some thoughts about personas and stuff like that. Um, so thank you. So it's been a super busy week. A uh, series of weeks, actually. Um, I'm in the middle of... I just finished up one big freelance project. Uh, did you know that LibUX does um, consulting and development work on the side? Um, and I am in the middle slash toward the end of another big one right now. So it's been busy. Um, but I have been trying really hard to make sure that there is consistent content. not just here, but also on LibUX.co, where you will find awesome articles um, written by folks like Jen Dandel that is going to get published this week, a accessibility, um, I lost my train of thought, the access, an accessibility case study about um, content DM and other uh, um, 
digital repository like software and of course by um tim broadwater who's written two or three um awesome articles like why am i doing this to our users and how to write a ux audit audit um and stuff like me or (laughs) and stuff by me not like me by me um uh guys it's two in the morning it's almost three in the morning so thank you for bearing with my Let's be honest, this is the normal way I speak anyway. <laughs> so, um, of course, you are also welcome to write on LibUX. Um, and you know what? If you want or know somebody who would be a great guest for the podcast, which reaches quite a lot of people, um, please hit me up. I would love to talk to you. And I'm really interested in talking to people who do neat things or um, maybe even they're just getting started out in the sort of uh, designy business because um, we're all beginners, right? At some point or at something at all the time. And learning from others like Mark's podcast last week, learning from the process of people who've been doing this for a long time is super valuable. And, um, I just kind of walked away from that episode just feeling like invigorated and inspired. And I can't wait to have him or any of the other folks from blue spark, uh, labs, um, (laughs) come on to share more of their trade secrets because, Oh my gosh. Um, but you know, that is about five minutes of me rambling. So, um, let's get started. Whoa, hold up. This is Michael from 40 Minutes in the Future coming back to uh, a stop a disaster. I, uh, by the time I finished reading Create Once, Publish Everywhere, I realized that it was really boring that maybe Create Once, Publish Everywhere deserves to um, remain unadulterated as an essay. Um, hmm. so, uh, what to do? Um, I felt worse for, um, subjecting you to that than, (laughs) than having to do something entirely else. So this is what we're going to do. Um, instead, um, you know what? I'm going to defend carousels. Carousels are okay. A few posts back on the ACRL Tech Connect blog, Margaret Heller writes about making small improvements to the accessibility of her library website's carousel, in which she makes a small reference to a talk I gave a few years ago. Um, she said, Carousels are a popular website feature because they allow one to fit extra information within the same footprint and provide visual interest on a page. But, as you may likely know, there is wide disagreement about whether they should ever be used. Reasons include, they can be annoying, (laughs) no one spends long enough on a page to ever see beyond the first item, people rarely click on them even if they read the information, and they add bloat to pages. Parenthetically, Michael Schofield has a very compelling set of slides linked up on this topic. But... By far the most compelling argument against them is that they are difficult, if not impossible, to make accessible. And accessibility issues exist for all types of users. 
And then later on she added, In reality, however, it's not always possible to avoid carousels or other features that may be less than ideal. We all work within frameworks, both technical and political. And we need to figure out how to create the best case scenario within those frameworks. So, um, in the higher ed web, these concessions are pretty familiar, right? Carousels are easy to antagonize because they are easy to implement poorly and they tend to underperform in terms of engagement. The message that they are complicated patterns and difficult to get right, when taken to heart, repeated, and retweeted, is done so at the expense of the context of the study, omitting the nuance in whatever success metric a carousel is measured against. So, we see viral best practices posts answer questions like, quote, should I use a carousel? So definitively that people who must, given the technical and political frameworks they're involved in, feel like they have to excuse it, saying something like, oh yeah, we use a carousel on our homepage, but it wasn't my choice. So, in my talk that Margaret linked to, I said, um, quoting me, the convenience of convention, the power and ease of jQuery, the wow factor and the high-level professionality associated with the slick animation leads to intuitive leaps that carousels as design elements actually work. For whom? But, you know, this is me again, they can work, and sometimes they do. A few months later in another talk, I pointed out that in some cases carousels when sort of haphazardly used, are representative of how the organization approaches its web services, saying um, carousels tend to represent the web as a bandwagon, used as markers that such and such a site is legit and trendy or modern. Their implementation reflects lack of content strategy, disagreement about what content belongs on the front page, design for the fold, lack of a definitive goal for the site and ultimately that the user is the least priority. And I still think this can be true, but I feel bad not for demonstrating examples where carousels are actually the right choice. Um, all the arguments against using carousels are determined by the context in which they are used. This implies that when used deliberately, with understanding... Carousels might even be capable of elevating the user experience above the competition. Just look at Netflix. 